Welcome, everyone, to episode 396 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Corey. Uh, just me and Corey today, and we're going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, we all played this game, but me, you and me are the only ones, I think, that put in significant amount of time. Will was supposed to send in his thoughts, but I don't think he ended up playing it that much. And I know Eric only played maybe an hour or two. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're the only ones that, that played it a decent amount. So that's going to be our main topic. Corey, I know you have something you want to tease for later on in the episode. If you're talking about Civ Six Gathering Storm, you would be correct. Yes, I am. I'm excited to hear about that because I've had a hankering to play Civ. I'm trying to decide if I want to get the expansions. I mean, I want to get them. It's just, do I want to get them now is the question. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear you talk about that. Uh, do you have anything else you want to tease? Nope. Okay. Uh, the only thing I have to tease is that I started playing Valkyria Chronicles 4. So we'll be talking about that during during what I played. Uh, and I think I played a little more Wargroove, which I'll talk about. But, yeah, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is what I spent most of my time this week playing. So I'm excited to hear about that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get right into Kingdom Hearts 3. So first, uh, baseline, uh, this is my first experience with the series. I, I know of it a little bit. Um, but I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game before. Corey, you played the console ones, right? I played, uh, they were Play- PlayStation 2? PlayStation 2, yeah, I think. what I th- one, was, one was PlayStation 2, one was PlayStation 3, I believe. I don't think so. And yeah. I only say that because I never played them until it was actually funny. In college, I took writing for video. I've told the story on this podcast mm-hmm. years ago. But in I took a writing for video games class. And as part of, like, field studying, our team, we had to come up with, like, a pitch for a video game. Our team decided to do, like, an action role-playing game. And Kingdom Hearts was talked about and big in the group, but I had never played it, which was kind of sad for me because I pride myself a a gamer. But I hadn't hadn't played this game that all these people that weren't gamers had played and loved. Um, So, actually, one of the people in my group, she had... um, I think it was a PlayStation 2, and she gave, had both games. And she, last the time she went home, um, brought that back for me to play. And I played both of those games, all of them, in like a long weekend. Uh-huh. Which kind of sucks because I remember very little of it. Yeah, that was a while ago. I mean, yeah, at this point, it was almost 10 years ago. So, yeah, so yeah that's uh, so minimal experience with the series basically because uh, what it turns out that there's like 11 games or something like that yeah and all in random scattered orders yeah um, we should start off by saying the story is completely nonsensical too um i think uh i think we've tried to decipher what's going on in the in the in the story but none of us were able to to figure out what what's going on right i mean I'm pretty sure you need a PhD in King <laughs> Artsology. Yeah. I mean, I gave it my best shot. I read, I spent maybe two hours reading about it, trying to familiarize myself with it before I had played the game. Uh, I've watched at least two half hour long videos trying to explain the story to me. Will sent me a really quick, succinct one that I actually kind of liked, and I think that one was like five minutes. But even so, like, it makes zero sense to me. And right. I know Kingdom Hearts super fans get upset when you say that, and you know they'll 
they'll make, I saw the argument being made like, oh, you can't expect to jump into the third Harry Potter book and understand what's going on. And I mean, we could we could talk about that for hours if you want. Like, you know, is it the responsibility of the game developer to make a game that appeals to everybody? Um, or for them to make a game that appeals to their fans. I don't really know. I guess yeah. that's a bigger philosophical debate. But in my mind, um, video games are a commercial form of our art. They're meant to be mass consumed. And when you create something that doesn't work for everybody, that's fine. But you should be also be okay with them judging you accordingly because of it. Yeah. Does well, that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's funny, too, because Will was talking to one of his friends about it, someone who's very into the series, played, played, if not all the games, most of them. And even he said, yeah, you pretty much just play the games to be in Disney worlds and, and, play, and you know, play as those characters. Yeah. Even he said the story doesn't matter. I mean, there's some people that probably have a good idea what's going on. Uh, my problem was there's a lot of characters that would just appear that, I mean, I didn't know. Uh, yeah. That 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 Sora and Donald and Goofy seemed to know, and I, I had no idea what what context. A lot of times, I didn't even know if they were bad guys or good guys because it was hard to tell. Yep. yep. If this was a good guy or a bad guy. So, uh, yep. yeah. So that's that's where that is. Uh, also, Corey, I think you were with me in that the your initial experience with the game wasn't as good as as you continued to play it. Right? Okay, so. Uh, it kind of went in waves for me when I first played it. I hated it. Yeah. I was like, this is, I mean, this feels like a PlayStation three game. I think Eric kind of echoed my sentiment that, um, it felt last gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was up until I got to some of the better, um, crafted worlds. Yeah. I really enjoyed, so I hated Olympus. Uh-huh. Um, I really enjoyed tangled. Uh, uh-huh. forget the name of that world. Yep. Uh, oh, um, Kingdom of Corona. Corona, I think is is what it was called. Yeah, yeah, that was probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit later on, I actually this is towards the end of the game, and I just beat it today. I beat the Pirates of the Caribbean. That's world. the one I just got to. Yeah, that's where I am right now. So that for me would probably be the high point in the okay. game. Um, some of them fell really flat for me. Monstropolis, I didn't. Okay. enjoy um arendelle was just okay yeah that could have been better i think yeah and and you're right like the reason i the one thing i enjoy about the kingdom hearts games are the disney storytelling mm-hmm. but then i kind of found myself like am i a bit of a hypocrite here because if you didn't know those disney stories you would have no idea what was going on similar to how yeah we don't know what's going on in the king Hearts side <laughs> yeah no i didn't i didn't know the tangled one i had never seen that movie um, Same. so i didn't know what was going on there but i still ended up really enjoying that world like yes. you it was very cool it was very very well done adorable. very very pretty yeah uh it was a you know a neat story um that i didn't didn't know it was yeah. a nice contained story too like i didn't feel like i needed to know the characters and what was right. going on to understand and that's that's a point I wanted to bring up, Dan, when you were um, finishing up our thoughts on the uh, the storytelling overall. Is that at a at a certain point? Oh, I lost my thought now. Oh crap! It was a good one. Anyway, we can <laughs> move on. 
I'll think of it. Just give me a second. Yeah, so like you, when I first started the game, it's very, very cutscene-heavy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I clocked a one cutscene at 20 minutes. So there's a lot of that, and when you're having, when you don't know what's going on in the story, none of it makes any sense to you, and you know you're you're just waiting for a Disney character to pop in, like you know Mickey Mouse is the king, or or what have you. So that's that's what you have to hold on to in the beginning of the game, and especially yeah. at the beginning of the game, it's very cutscene heavy, and as right. I said, you don't know what's going on. Um, when I first started the game, I did not like the combat system like you, um, but once I started to both learn it and unlock new abilities and stuff i started to i don't love it but i started to understand it and and start to get the hang of it and once i got to the end of the olympus world even though like you that wasn't one of my favorites that's when i started to be like okay i see what they're going for here and i i do enjoy this game um but then uh really i started to really like the game once i got into the toy story world um uh tito in the chat says he likes the toy story world too that was when i was like okay this is awesome uh, but again, it's not—it's not the story. It was just cool for me, having seen the Toy Story movies, to be in Andy's bedroom on the floor, wandering around with, with you know the the char- you know Woody and and Buzz and and all the characters from from Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, that was what was cool for me. It's 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 more like the spectacle of the game uh, than anything that I like. Um, like you, I, I I also feel like it's a bit last gen. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, but. The one exception to the last gen comment, I think, is the Pirates World. That okay. feels current gen. Yeah. And I don't know the development. I'd be really curious to figure out how this game was developed. Um, I was going to say, to finish off my point, I don't know the development cycle, if that just came later in the development cycle, so they were able to give it more attention and more modern technical touches. I don't really know. But I also wonder how the relationship is between Square, Enix, and Disney. Yeah. You know, that's got to be such a weird, like, knowing how these corporations like to protect their IP, like, is it Square just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and (laughs) Disney being like, all right, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, All this has to change. No, we don't approve of that. Like, and you can kind of see it in the cinematics and stuff, too. There's very, there's minimal interaction between the Square characters and the Disney characters. And I think a lot of that is just... You know, Disney not wanting to sully their brand. Outside of Sora. Right. Being the main character. Yep. I mean, Uh, there's enough, there's enough of it, but it does, it just kind of makes me wonder how, how that relationship works. Yeah. No, that'd be very, uh, very interesting, uh, interesting to see behind the scenes for that. Um, but yeah, as, as I started to play the game more, uh, like Tito said, the, you know, the abilities that you unlock ultimately are, are pretty cool and, uh, upgrading your, your weapon, your keyblades, and you get a new keyblade every time you, you complete, uh, a world. Um, so that, that's cool. Cause they all morph into something else that makes, uh, for new and interesting ways to combine abilities. Uh, but there's also, and I'm not even sure what causes it to pop up, but there's these like group attacks that you do, um, there's one where you get in the pirate ship from Disney that goes up and down like this. You spin it around and attack. There's one where you get in a giant carousel and, and do an attack. There's one where you get in teacups and they fly around and, and do damage. And then uh, my favorite one is the one where you get in that like roller coaster cart that you shoot blaster yeah. bolts out of. Blaster, blaster zone or something? Yeah, I don't even know what they're called. But it's all stuff from Disney. 
Um, and that that's like I said that that's for me is 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 another thing that I like about the game is the spectacle of it. I have also very much enjoyed most of the boss fights, um, just because it it amps up uh, everything you've learned in the in the combat system to a to a whole new level and, and combining your abilities and um, they they all seem to be pretty epic epic boss fights that have that have had so far. So yeah, I'm gonna I'll. I'm a little bit cooler on the combat than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's a little too easy, and I get that, you know, just up the difficulty if that's your problem. But I don't know. It's just something about wanting to play these games on. I think you used this phrase before, Dan, playing it on the difficulty that they were meant to be experienced. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's what I like to do. And a lot of times, upping the difficulty really just makes the computer cheat. I don't feel like it would work in this game as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't tried it. I guess I shouldn't judge it until I try it, but um, it, it just felt too easy to me, and I found myself basically just mashing A and then hitting Y every now and again. Yeah. And I had no, really, no problem. So all that customization that goes into the Keyblades and um, equipping abilities abilities and stuff like that, it's all sort of meaningless because it's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably more of a personal problem. If I was a an actual critic, I probably <laughs> wouldn't it for that but i don't know yeah it is it is on the easy side i've I've only gotten in maybe maybe two fights that i had some difficulty with and there's certain enemies that that seem to be able to take advantage of me and i you get uh you can get kupo is it kupo coins kupo coins yep that revive you uh once well you know once you die if you have a kupo coin you get get revived um and you can buy them at the at the moogle moogle shops uh, which again, it's all it's all very weird combination of of like you said, Final Fantasy and and Disney. It's mm-hmm. strange stuff. Um, but there's also endless side stuff, side things you can do to complete the game, uh, or to 100 percent the game. There's the the Mickey Mouse um, uh, icons that you take pictures of. The lucky emblems. Lucky emblems. Thank you. That's what I was going for. Um, there, there's that there's lots of collectibles uh the cooking thing i actually found myself really enjoying uh speaking of challenging yeah uh so you you collect food ingredients and you have to take them back to the bistro and combine these meals and you play a little mini game to to make the the best meal that you can and you could take meals with you uh to eat in the game to give you stat boosts uh, but really i'm just trying to get my restaurant uh to be the five-star restaurant so I try to I try to perfect all the all the all the meal preparation stuff. Uh-huh. Um, like Tito says, it's, it's such a weird game. It's just such a mishmash of of different things. And then uh, the one part I really don't like in this game is the whole gummy ship thing. I don't know about you, Corey. Just the I, yeah, like the embarking the, and the traveling. spacing, the space yeah. travel and stuff. Yeah, I, I'm not crazy about that. I just I don't get that part. Um, that being said, a lot of people have done some really cool because you can customize your gummy ship. Uh, a lot of people have done some really neat things with it. Um, really intricate looking gummy ships. People have made wieners too, which of course, of course, if you give someone the opportunity to make a wiener in a video game, they will. And even if you try to prevent them from doing so, they'll find they'll a way. They'll find a way. Yes, I saw many wieners posted on the the Miiverse <laughs> thing on the Wii U, despite Nintendo's fairly strict content filters. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I've 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 enjoyed the game. I am on the Pirates of the Caribbean thing right now. I'm probably halfway through that. 
I don't know how much more is left of the game after that. I probably have about 20 hours, I would say. Um, I have way more than you, which is weird because I haven't really been doing much yeah. in the game, side stuff. Um, but I think it's just the Big Hero 6 world. Okay, which I'm looking forward to because I really like that movie. Yeah, same. And I think that's it. Okay. Right? Yeah. Maybe that not. sounds about right. I, I know there was only, there was like eight worlds maybe or nine. It was something like that. But I, I knew I was getting, I wanted to have it beaten ultimately. Um, but it's just harder to get playtime on the Xbox than it is uh, on anything else really. So, yep. Although my kids have enjoyed watching the game, which is, is, is a bonus uh, because of the Disney characters. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, one, one uh, of the few times they'll all sit on the couch and watch something is when I'm playing Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and I think we're all in agreement that it's it's all about the Disney characters. I did want to bring up one thing you said, Dan, though, that it, it's a mishmash of a lot of different things. Yeah, and that's how I feel too. But I don't feel like it does any of those things very well. Right. Uh, and this is coming from somebody who has recently played a lot of Japanese role playing games, and I would classify. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, Dragon Quest 11. What's the other one I played relatively recently? Um, I can't think of it, but all of those games I would say are superior to Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't even the review scores, I don't get it. I would I would honestly put it at like a 7. 7. Yeah, that's that's a fair first score. Um Yeah, I mean, I'm playing Valkyria Chronicles 4 right now also a JRPG and I would I would definitely put that way above kingdom hearts 3 i like kingdom hearts 3 i really do it's just uh like you said it's a little bit last gen it's a little bit jack of all trades master of none um it's i'm like i said i'm there for the spectacle for the for the disney stuff um you know for the huge explosions and the big boss battles that's that's what intrigues me in the game so so you know how i like to get a little philosophical sometimes yeah let's let's do it why is it that we enjoy it because if a Disney game came out, we would never play it. Yeah, if, if it was just called just you know, Disney, Disney Adventures or something like that. You know, there's yeah, no interest. I'm not. I'm not really sure to be honest with you. Like, I mean, it's neat that it's like a Final Fantasy Disney crossover. It's neat that Donald and Goofy are your uh, companions and they fight things. Yeah. And it's neat that you just bounce around to different Disney worlds. Because there was another Disney game, the the Toys game, which I can't think of the name of it. Is it mm-hmm. Disney Infinity? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, there was that, and I had zero that. interest in that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, one thing I was hoping for in Kingdom Hearts 3 was a Star Wars world. Right? Yeah. But that didn't didn't end up happening, unfortunately. It just, I, again, like, I'm just so fascinated by how that exchange of ideas works between Disney and Square. Yeah. I, I, I'm i sure somebody threw out the idea, you know, let's get Star Wars in there. Oh, sure. But, I mean, if they developed the game, if they started developing the game as long ago as they, they say, uh, you know, it could have been started, what, eight years ago before Disney even bought Star Wars? I mean... How long? I, th- I feel like it was like six years ago that Disney bought Star Wars. Was it that long ago? It feels like it at this point. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, now I'm remember, curious. I don't remember the I can, exact I can look dates. While we move forward, but what you? How'd you feel about the um, the mini games, the gummy phone games? 
I have not played any of those yet. Uh, How were they? Um, so I don't know if you remember the old like handheld video games, yeah, where it's like one frame per second, uh-huh. and they have like four sound effects. Yeah, it's all a bunch of those. Okay, some of them are kind of fun though. Yeah, it works surprisingly, surprisingly well. Again, it's another weird thing that they they put in the game uh, <laughs> as a as a distraction almost, you know. Disney, uh, October 30th, 2012, Disney announced a deal to acquire Lucasfilm for $4.5 billion. Okay, so that's five and a half years ago? Almost 2012? Oh, that's seven and a half years ago. Wow. Yeah. Or no, wait. Six yeah. and a half years. Oh, right. Yeah, six and a half. Wow. Math is hard. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they would have had time to put a Star Wars world in if they had really wanted to. But maybe they're just keeping it Disney, Disney, Pixar, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when did uh, Beer Hero 6 didn't come out that too awful long ago? Although that, that might have been about six years ago. Frozen, five, six years ago. Big Hero 6 came out in 2014. Okay. Yeah, so... There's no reason why. If they wanted to, they couldn't have put a Star Wars world in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, I like it. Don't love it. Uh, probably after I beat it, I'll be done with it and move on. I've got to get back to Red Dead, actually. Yeah, I'm at that uh, point in the game where I don't really want to go back and play it because I don't. I'm not that interested, but I'm kind of close to beating it, so I might as well just, yeah, just finish see it off for the finish. And I don't really know what kept me playing. I guess it was after playing the Rapunzel world, like the hope for more of that. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't get it again until the Pirates world. Okay. So it was like six hours worth of enjoyment and like 22 hours worth of. Yeah, this is okay. Just, <laughs> eh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard the um, uh, Big Hero 6 world is more like open. Uh-huh. than a lot of the other worlds so that'll be interesting to see how that that all pans out well that's what i liked about the pirates world and without getting too spoilery like there's a lot of islands that you can explore and some of them are pretty cool yeah i've heard it's a little bit uh a little bit assassin's creed 4 yeah i've only done one small ship part so far but it was pretty cool yeah it's good stuff all right any other thoughts kingdom hearts 4 nah Okay. Uh, let's see. Nibble bits. Do you have anything you want to say for nibble bits? Uh, no. I got a couple. If I can find my Twitter feed here, just a couple of quick ones. Um, the first one is that uh, Reggie Fizame uh, of Nintendo fame announced his retirement today. So, I saw that. So no more my body is Reggie. Uh well, I'm sure that'll be around for a while still, but yeah, he's la- he's going to retire April 15th. Good for him. Yeah. He's going to be replaced by marketing man ma- marketing man Doug Bowser. The Bowser man. I thought that was a joke at first. No, that's a real name. It's a real name, Doug Bowser. I thought they were they were making a joke that Bowser Bowser was taking, and that his first name was Doug. Like actual Bowser was taking over Nintendo. I only first name Doug. (laughs) 
I only yeah I only remembered from the last time his name was announced in the news. Okay. Yep. Doug Bowser taking over as president. It's uh, too bad. Um, Reggie was kind of a character at this point. How old? Does it say how old he was? He seems um, a little young. Not that I'm complaining. Good for him. Retire as soon as you can. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't see it anywhere. It, I'm sure it's there. Well, I'll, I'll look up Reggie Fizeme age. Um, just because I'm curious too. Uh, he's probably in his mid fifties, but he's probably made a buttload of money. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's impossible for me, but if if I could, I would retire at fifty five. Like, yeah, fifty seven. Or yeah, is that the youngest now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the still the get age is. Your, your social security. Yeah, he says now we get to hear the same joke for two months. Uh, Beardless says now we get to hear the same joke uh, for two months. Thanks, Reggie. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that, oh, that was the first one. Wow, crap, I closed oh, my... 62 is the youngest you can take Social Security. I, he probably doesn't need Social Security, I wouldn't think. Right, no, that's, that's true. Being the president of Nintendo of America. Um, all right. I closed my Twitter thing, so I'm opening it back up. Oh, and then my next one, and I had forgot this even existed, but Valve is removing the Steam's video section. I had forgotten that for a while there you could buy movies on Steam. I never I thought, thought I didn't didn't even know you could ever do that. Yeah, I, I I mean I never thought that was a good idea to begin with. I don't I don't think people are sit when when given the opportunity to sit at your computer and play games, probably not going to be watching movies. I wouldn't think, but I used to love the idea. Um, didn't Xbox have like a theater mode where you could sit with your friends and watch? Am I making that up? I think you could do that with Netflix on the Xbox. I love that idea. I mean, now it's probably not practical because it's kind of weird to like, I don't know, watch something virtually with friends. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I love that idea. Yeah, I agree. It's it's neat. Um, Will says, Corey, you are right. That was a thing. Nice. Yeah, I feel like you could do it on your Xbox through Netflix, maybe. Uh, yeah, you younger watch, me would be all over movie, that. Movie together. Uh, how was your week, Corey? Oh, man. I feel like I had something I wanted to talk about for my week, but uh, really, my week was um, just work, and over the weekend, we house sat for my girlfriend's dad and their dogs and uh because of that i didn't really have anything to do so i brought my laptop and bought gathering storm the civ 6 expansion and played it on ge force now for about 25 hours over the long weekend nice so i mean my plan was to beat kingdom hearts 3 which i easily could have done but uh spent too much time playing civ yeah, fell, uh, fell in the sieve wormhole. Yeah, that that happens. That's why I'm afraid to start it up again. Oh, it's awful. It's it's an addiction. I played three hours before we recorded this episode. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, did you watch the Frozen Two trailer yet? No, I haven't yet. Oh, you got to watch it. It's so good. Oh. I've watched it a couple times since since it first came out. I did though. Watch The Bachelor last night. Oh. I'm not. I'm not going to get into it again. <laughs> but I. I was trying to figure out what it is that I like about after our conversation. What it is that I like about it so much. Mm-hmm. And I think Will brought up a point about me um, 
liking how did he phrase it he said it's i like to validate my perception or something like that and i started thinking about that and i think he's onto something i think part of what i like about it is um because you have to see through so many layers to try and anticipate what's going to happen because not only is it a show about dating uh-huh. but there's also the whole layer of reality tv baked into that mm-hmm. so you have to kind of see through okay what do the editors want me to think right what is, what is actually happening and i don't know i think dating is something that is unique to a viewer to, to watch people date because you can see that connection sometimes yeah um it's visible Whereas in a lot of these other reality shows, like people can hide their emotions, but it's hard to hide like chemistry. Right. So I think that's why I like it because I can make some perceptive judgments and then hopefully prove that they're accurate down the road. And so far I've been accurate in this season. So that's a really good feeling. But yeah. Uh, one thing that talk about reality TV real quick. Uh, one thing that Penn Jillette brought up many years ago when he was on celebrity apprentice was that the hard part about, that sort of thing and and being on camera that much is you can only keep up appearances for so long before you get tired of it mm-hmm. and that's when you know you you have your 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 whatever mental breakdowns or whatever you know pe- times where you get angry or tired or or sad or whatever and that's you know that's kind of what the a lot of the reality tv producers are going for is those moments uh, when you're not able to to keep up your airs and, and, and keep yourself together, you know? Yeah, and it's funny because in this last episode of The Bachelor, there was a girl who hadn't exploded at all. Um, she kind of exploded and kind of lost it, and it, it entirely changed how I felt about her. Yeah. And, it, like, and I, I again, like, challenging my perception, watching her explain this situation to Colton, who is the guy, uh-huh. I'm like this woman is a sociopath <laughs> and i thought she was like tops until she finally blew up sure. and how she dealt with it was very telling about her yeah personality so you're probably you're spot on with that yeah okay uh anything else Corey? nah okay i don't have a lot to talk about for my week um i don't think i saw any movies um why Trying to, we're getting finished getting caught up on our last watch through Game of Thrones before season eight comes out in in April. So we've got uh, I don't know maybe twenty episodes left, maybe a little fewer than twenty. So that's been fun. I'm sorry, twenty episodes for what? Left of Game of Thrones till we're oh, right. caught up again on our most recent watch through. Um, this past week too for Rookie Camp, I had the wife play. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, which was fun, a lot of fun. Um, th- I didn't realize how difficult a game that would be for for her to grasp. Too, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in that game. Yeah, especially for her never having played like an Assassin's Creed game. But yeah, she did pretty well. Um, I think that's everything. Corey, let's talk about what you played. Um, well, we should probably talk about Civ Six, The Gathering Storm. Um, wasn't going to buy it. I thought the $40 price tag was a little too much. Um, we can yeah. debate that if you want, but um, I think $40 for... I forget when that game came out, and for what it added, I still feel like it's too much money. But anyway, uh-huh. um, 
I did buy it because of the situation I was in over the weekend. I wanted something to play on GE Forge now. I thought that would be a good one. And I had just recently played the Rising Storm expansion for the first time and really loved it. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, I got to get this one. And it had reviewed really well. And I meant to call up a list of the features. Um, but the biggest thing are the weather effects and uh, global CO2 levels, global warming all that kind of stuff, that would be the biggest addition. The other biggest thing is the addition of the Global Congress. Uh, so the when I play Civ, I always start with a random Civ. I make everything random, other yeah. than the size. I think I set it to eight Civs and six cities, or 12 city-states, or however it works out, I don't know. Uh, but I set everything to random. I ended up getting the Indians in uh, Gandhi, Oh. And I started on pretty much my own continent other than two little city-states. So I progressed pretty far in the game before I even met another civilization. Nice. Um, so I went for a religious victory, which was easy um, at first when you're the only civilization around. Like, I was able to establish Hinduism very well in my on my continent. Um Things started to get a little hard for me later on in the game, though, and part of the reason was the addition of the global warming stuff because nobody in my game gave a crap about the environment, uh, including myself. In fact, I think I was the second worst polluter by the time things started to get bad. And uh, what happens is the sea levels rise. Uh -huh. And this came shortly after oil became a thing in my world. So the two, I had three oil wells. I had one right next to my sieve that was on the coast. And then I was able to go to another continent and build a city on that continent, like way in the north where it's really snowy, but there happened to be two oil deposits there. Or oil veins, what do they call them? Oil spots. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I built that city, bought a bunch of tiles around it so that I could, I could harvest that oil. Uh, but shortly after I did, the loyalty in my city fell so low that it rebelled, and one of the sieves on that continent took it over. So I lost my one city that was producing me a ton of oil. Oh, of course. Uh, which really, really screwed me over, because without that, you can't build a lot of modern-day units. And I also needed stuff to power my buildings. That was a new addition. Um, if you power add power to all your districts, like your industrial district, your campus district all of them uh there's further benefits that are added so i lost all my power and i lost my ability to make units and basically all i was doing was spamming apostles to try and convert all the cities across the world to my religion to get a religious victory it hasn't gone so well um but recently out of the blue teddy roosevelt declared war on me oh <laughs> wasn't really out of the blue i was spying on him but he didn't like it and he declared war on me but what's cool about the World Congress is that if somebody does that, uh, declares an unwarranted war, then the World Congress can vote on whether they should all go to war against this one civ. And that happened for me. Um, there's a big vote, and I happen to have a ton of diplomatic points, which you can earn by doing various things throughout the game, but I had a bunch of them. So my vote was weighted much more. And I voted that, yes, we should all attack Teddy Roosevelt and nice. save me. And so um, not all the civs signed on, but four of them did. So that was enough to keep him kind of busy. 
and prevent him from utterly destroying me because I had no units to defend myself. Um, so that was pretty handy. But yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm really loving Civ Six. It's really hard to put down, and I love the new additions. Can you imagine playing it on the Switch? Um. I don't know if I'd like the Switch. I like the big screen in front of my face. Yeah. Like, I like to feel like I'm a general, like, sitting in front of his big board and sliding tiles around and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, not to uh, not to try to talk you into getting an ultra-wide, but having an ultra-wide is nice for those types of games. Because it's not too demanding on system resources, so uh, yeah. just, it's just that much, like, wider and bigger of a screen to, yeah, to well, view the speaking- map on. Speaking of system resources, I, I did mention that I had been playing on GE Force now, and if you haven't tried it, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's still in beta. I, I signed up to try the beta and haven't haven't heard back yet. Oh, really? You haven't yeah. gotten? No. It was a couple weeks ago too. I think when I when I signed up to get an invitation. It's kind of a bummer. Oh, some of the other things they added. Uh, they added the ability to build canals, so you can uh-huh. build a canal across the continent and put ships through it if you want, which gives you a ton of strategic options um also you can build dams because there's the rivers can flood um you can build tunnels through mountains trying to think what else oh there's a lot of new advanced technologies and civics um i'm seeing i'm I'm just looking at this list now there's apparently the black death can break out um so there's a little bit more rng involved which i i kind of like i'm Remember those old like Sim City games where basically anything could happen and you never yeah. really knew. You just had to be prepared. Yeah, that's what's uh, that's what's fun about it. Uh, Reefer says Canada is added as a, as a Civ, and you can do a hockey rink special tile improvement. Yeah, so there there is a lot of tongue a lot of tongue in cheek humor. I did read somebody posted on Reddit um, playing as the playing the Canadian Civ as a Canadian is utterly unbearable. I didn't I never clicked through it, but I'd be oh, curious to man. see what what they what said the, what the criticism is but there's yeah, some good funny. stuff oh one thing i did right before we recorded was i built a rock band and um they're built they're basically a cultural almost like a great person okay um, but you can buy them i bought mine with faith points and then they travel around and tour nice. and you send them to other people's cities and they activate and then they earn you a bunch of tourism points um and then they either decide whether they want to break up or continue and if they break up, you lose the unit. If they continue, then they become a more powerful rock band, provide you more tourism, and then you just keep traveling until they eventually decide they want to retire. Nice. It's cool. There's that a lot of cool. really, really neat touches. It's it's fun to. I don't think I've ever played like a late. That's not true. I played Civ Four when it, all the expansions were out. But like a fully polished, fully complete Civ game is awesome. Yeah, that is very cool. I'm uh, I'm uh. I'm very, very interested in getting back into it because, man, that game's good. Yeah, and I'll still say it's hard to justify that $40 price tag right now. I'm sure okay. there will be some a Steam summer sale or something. Yeah, because I don't even have the Rising... Not Rising Storm. What was the other one? Rise and Fall. Rise and Fall, yeah. yeah. I think I called it Rising Storm earlier. Okay, yeah. No, it's Rise and Fall. I don't have that expansion yet either, so... Uh, I'm going to try to wait, at least get that one on a sale and, and, and go from there. But very interested. Did you play anything else, Corey? <laughs> I was just reading Reefer's comments in the chats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Settling cities for oil and Christian rock bands. Uh-huh. How American of you, Corey. Uh, um, 
No, I don't think I played anything else. Okay. Um, I did play some games over the weekend. Oh, I played Smash Brothers for the first time in like a month. And? With some, some, some nubs. Uh-huh. Oh, so you cleaned house? Yeah. I don't know. I, there's not really much to talk about, but it's just, it's fun to play against people who think they're really good at a game. Uh-huh. And you just like quietly clean up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so for me, I played, I, I beat Wargroove. Yay! Thank you. Uh, so I moved on to my next Switch game, which is Valkyria Chronicles 4. Uh, and I've since had a hard time tearing myself away from it. Um, it's absolutely amazing. I love it. Uh, so apparently this one... I didn't play the ones in between. I played the first Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is supposedly a lot more like the first one than 2 and 3 which were PSP titles, and I never got a chance to play them. Um, the thing that I think is different from this one, and it's been a few years since I played the first Valkyria Chronicles, um, but it seems to get more into the story of how your unit was formed and the different personalities that you have inside your unit uh, than, than the first Valkyria Chronicles, which I really like. Uh, you know, Even soldiers that I never thought I'd use have interesting asides, Mm-hmm. That you can that you could take part of. They're called squad so, squad stories, uh, and you know, in addition to the main campaign, and then there's skirmishes. There's these these side stories where a couple characters, uh, like the most recent one, I was three um, three assault troopers that I had uh, that were kind of all loose cannons. Uh, so I never I never ended up using any of them because they well, would run off on their own, or you know, their abilities just made it so that they didn't work well in a squad well i played through this this side story or uh was it, did i say side story mm-hmm. yeah i think that's what they're called um with with these with these three assault troopers and uh you know they had to do a mission together to try to learn how to work together as a team uh and that changed after after i ended up beating that and completing that it changed their their uh potentials uh which are their like quirks that they have for their personalities that give them bonuses or 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 negative effects their uh, feats yeah yeah exactly that that's like D. yes uh it changed them uh they're they're you know loose cannon or solo soldier ones to being more like team oriented so now they're a lot easier to use uh like in a group setting so uh, you know, aside from that, it's 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 mostly the same type of game, uh, which I I really really like the the gameplay of it. It's a very cool strategy game, and uh, you know we talked about Wargroove and how there was no like upgrading your units or giving them equipment or that stuff. That stuff's all there in Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, researching weapons, uh, upgrading your your troops, um, and then you can give them individualized equipment or loot that you get from uh, from bat from the the Imperials. Uh, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought the setting was top-notch in that game, too. Um, it's kind of an anime version of World War II, which is yep. awesome. Um, there's really no other games that, that I can think of that, that do anything like that. So um, I'm very, very impressed with Valkyria Chronicles 4. I have not been able to put it down. Um, so good stuff. Sounds like... I would like it. How much, um, I, the only thing I, well, I remember a lot about the first game, but one thing I remember that not liking about it is some of the jank that goes on in battles. Yeah, I haven't had any of that yet. 
Okay. Um, there was one in particular battle in in the first Valkyria Chronicles. It might have been like chapter fourteen or sixteen, something like that, where you had to know there was a like an event that took place in the middle of the battle that you had to know about because or otherwise you would get wiped out. Um, so there hasn't been anything like that in this one yet. Um, I'm only through chapter five so far, so I'm not sure uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will asked me if there's winter in the game and not yet but i believe winter winter is coming nice so yeah um but yeah uh, i adore valkyrie chronicles 4 it's it's awesome but you didn't get that on playstation did you no no switch i got the physical version though so if i mean if you want to borrow it for me or will will has it too oh yeah i'll just borrow it from one of you guys yeah um i don't know if i said but i bought uh, I also bought Starlink Battle for Atlas uh, for the Switch, um, which the Switch version has Star Fox as the main character. So that'll be what I play after I get done with uh, Valkyria Chronicles. That was that was cheap too. Uh, that came it came out in like October and was seventy five bucks, and I got it for I think twenty three. Score? Um, yeah. So. I'm excited about that. Oh, I I would probably put Valkyria Chronicles four in my top five favorite games from last year. Nice. Yeah, for game of the year, uh, it would be in my top five, no question. It's high praise. It's very high praise. Very good game. Um, and I think that's all I have. I don't believe I played anything else. Um, nope. So we'll get into feedback, and we got. I know we got two pieces of feedback at least. Uh, let's see. I usually like to bring this stuff up on my Chromebook, but I'm watching the Predators game, so... How are they doing? They're up two to nothing. Uh, Do they have any awkward, uh, healthy scratches? Uh, No, um, but every time, like, a player doesn't play, or, or, you know, uh, like this morning, it was Victor Arvidsson, uh, wasn't part of the morning skate, people get nervous, but, uh, because my wife texted me, she's like, "Uh uh-oh, Arvidsson's not skating, I'm like, I don't think they're going to trade him that's not going to make the team better yeah i saw i heard somebody <laughs> saying the other day that uh tampa bay is in on stone and duchene could you imagine yeah i mean will talked about that a little bit oh was it well, maybe i maybe um, it pond was hockey I heard it on, yeah yeah uh oh kucherov yeah kucherov hit 100 points too so that's just insane that team is so good so good yeah but they're gonna lose again in the playoffs uh yeah we'll see um I actually, and I was thinking about this because me and Will talked talked about the the masterpiece that is the the roster for the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, and I think a lot of it. We talked about this before, but uh, not having state income tax. Oh I think, yeah, I, I think they can sign players to to slightly cheaper contracts and 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 you know spend that much more money on players. Definitely, uh, yeah, it's like it's easy to build a good roster when every player wants to play for your team for that's the biggest point right there, Dan, but also it's freaking Tampa Bay. Like it's nice. It's a fun city. I mean, you don't have to, it's not Edmonton in February, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause Tennessee is the same thing. Like me and Will were going over some of the contracts, the predators defenseman has like Roman Yossi makes $4 million a year really that's insane yeah but part of that is you know if he was playing for 
Chicago or you know someone like that, like he would have to make six million to make the same amount of money. You know. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's part of it. But anyway, that's an aside. Uh, feedback. So the first one is from Eric Eric Rent uh, Eric Reefer uh, in the in the Twitch chat who says. I really hope Corey is around today. Corey, I don't know if you read this or not, but you're... I have you're, not. I don't see g- the feedback anymore. You're going to be tickled. All right. Uh, I really hope Corey is around today because we need to talk about Enderall. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the environments, the world building, the characters, the stories, the NPCs, it's all what Elder, the Elder Scrolls wishes it could be. Yeah. I was beyond skeptical, but I'm so glad Corey mentioned it's on Steam release last week. It's just so good. I remember the conversation that Corey had during the 2016 Thummies where he wanted to talk about the story, but he couldn't because he didn't want to spoil it, and I found myself in the exact same boat. Will, Dan, you guys have to play this. Everything just keeps building up and building up, and around every corner there's something that will shock you. I've spent at least three hours every day this week playing it. It's the first game in a long time that I've daydreamed about while I'm at work. I just can't wait to get home and get back into it. I know it's only February, uh, but I don't see any other games slated to release this year that could knock knock this off its current pedestal as my 2019 game of the year ah music to my ears music to your ears that's right will still won't play it i know he won't you (laughs) tried it at least i did try it i'm i do want to play it i i played it for a couple hours maybe two or three hours but it was it was there was something else going on like there's a lot of games that came out at the same time or something i had something else that that happened that caused me to not play it more yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe it was just busy, busy time. Um, but I think I mistakenly said that you need to have Skyrim downloaded. I don't think you do need to have Skyrim downloaded. Not, not for the standalone. No. Okay. No. Um, but yeah, I mean everything Reefer said is one hundred percent accurate. I, I'm thinking about playing through it again. Um, although I can't get it on GE Force now, so right. I guess I could play it on this. Uh, but anyway, yeah, like in his point about there being something to surprise you around every corner is is so true. I think when I talked about it originally, I said like, oh, you know, I'm just playing a mod. This this must be the village in this mod. Like this is really cool. And then you go to like a much bigger village. And you're like, oh wow, they put put another one here. This is awesome. And then you get to like a city, and you're like, oh my god, this isn't this isn't just a mod. This is a legit video game, like right. full video game. I don't know. And some of the some of the moments in that game will stick with me as like some of my favorite moments in games. Period. Um, one of them being the I forget the mansion. Like it's, it's it's like a haunted mansion almost. It's very eerie when you go in it, and there's a guy there playing a piano, and it's just it's awesome. So good. Okay. Uh, Beardless says it directs you to purchase Skyrim on Enderall's store page. The Maybe original you need game, to, not the special edition. Maybe you need to own it. You might have to own it maybe okay he says the original too not the special edition hmm. okay, uh reefer says, says you have to have it installed okay so maybe i maybe i was right the first time yeah i'm pretty sure i already have it installed anyway skyrim's just something i keep on my computer just because you never know when you want to fire it up okay um so thanks thanks eric we'll uh definitely definitely check that out i i will play it this year I will, I'll be curious. Say, say that right now. I actually, I did see, I did see Reefer on Steam playing it, and I also saw one of Will's friends playing it. So I'm hoping uh-huh. Will's friend Johnny, I think, has been on the show. Um, 
I hope Johnny can convince them to play it. Yeah. Will says he has it downloaded. So. Good boy, Will. Uh, next feedback is from Tate, who says, Sup, fellas. First, I wanted to eat my words real quick, because last week I was misinformed about how the Anthem weekend would go and that only PC players would be able to play. That was not true. Xbox users could play if they had EA access, which I did, and figured out I had the 10-hour trial of the full game. So I will humbly accept the fact uh, I was wrong to be mad about that, but I'm still a little mad uh, because that 10 hours was not enough, and I pre-ordered the $80 Legion of Dawn edition. I think that anyone who paid that $80 for pre-order should have gotten unlimited play this last weekend. Yes, first world whiny gamer problems, I know. Uh, but it would have been nice to see that $80 go for more than just some skins and armor when it comes out tomorrow. Anyways, the positive of the 10-hour trial was that it was a freaking blast, and it was fun playing with you and, and Eric, Dan. Uh, even though the connection was screwed. I forgot. I did play, I, I'll talk about Anthem when, when, I, when I get done with this. I forgot I played it over the weekend. Um, even though the connection was screwed and I got kicked off for half of it, we will play uh, some more maybe this weekend if our gaming times align again. I'll be taking off work tomorrow so I can play Anthem as much as I possibly can, and I'm excited about that. My wife and I watched all three seasons of a show in the last week that I had recommended to you guys uh, either early last year or back in 2017, but it's called The Last Kingdom, and it is on Netflix. It is a must-watch. You won't be able to stop watching it, I promise. Uh, a couple times ago, I think I said I wanted Far Cry 3, but I can't remember if I already told you that. As for this last week, I would like Project Cars. Also, if you have any recommendations for games on Steam that you've seen on sale, let me know. I think that could be even a weekly thing if you have time to take a look and make some recommendations. If not, that's cool, too. You guys rock. Taterade out. Uh, I'll definitely do that, Tate. Uh, I've been, that's something I've been wanting to do, just give people some, some heads up on some good sales uh, you know, for, for the weekend or whatever. Uh, and you know, Now that that I have an Xbox, I can look into those a little bit. Um, Switch too, because uh, there's always there's always good sales in various places. I'll I'll do, search the Humble Store and the Steam Store and uh, come up with a few things. So that'd be good too, because of uh, the timing of the release of the show is Friday. So yeah. yep. tune in, figure out what what they can play over the weekend. Over the weekend, yeah. New things. Um, yeah. So Anthem. I I I. I Played, I, I actually got the EA Access uh, when I found out that we could, in fact, play for t- for a 10-hour trial in the week leading up. So I, I signed up for, for a month of, of EA Access. It was, was $5, I think. Not very much worth it. Um, to, so, I, so I could play Anthem. Uh, I started off as the Colossus, uh, which is the heavy, more melee-focused uh javelin i actually really had a good time with it uh as tate said i played with uh, eric for a little bit and then tate tate joined us uh we did run into quite a few technical issues though uh we all dropped the game at least once when we were playing it got got booted out um i had one time where i spawned after like a cutscene, uh like way above the world and apparently my body was still down in the world because i got shot up and killed uh, but luckily, once Eric revived me after he fought off some enemies, I was able to come back into the into the game and actually play and finish up that mission. Uh, but that's the one that Tate got kicked out for half of and, and couldn't get back in in time because the loading screens are ridiculously long, um, like minutes long. Uh, and it, there's a lot of loading screens. That being said, I did have a lot of fun with it. Um, I think we're going to do an Anthem episode next week, most likely, if we can get some time with it this weekend and maybe a little bit next week. I know Eric played his full 10-hour trial, 
Uh, I probably played three or four hours altogether between uh, the the times that I played. So uh, me and Corey split it, and it's active on our account. And I know Eric and Will split it. So uh, hopefully we can do that next week, maybe the week after, at the latest. I would say. I was just looking. This is three ninety five. So four hundred episode four hundred is three ninety six. Actually, I got the number wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've done that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. All right, so we we've got three ninety seven will be the twenty eighth, right? Yeah. Three ninety eight will be the seventh. Three ninety nine, the fourteenth. Episode four hundred will be March twenty first. Twenty first, yep. So that's one we'll all have to be on for. You do it a day early on four twenty. Oh, that's three. <laughs> that's three twenty. Three twenty. <laughs> Maybe that could be the joke. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So yeah, um, uh, let's see. Last Kingdom, you seem to know about that, Corey. Uh, yeah, I I talked about that on the show um, as well, and I think I highly recommended it to you, Dan. Uh-huh. Uh, do you remember when I was talking a lot about like British medieval history? Yep, that's where a lot of that came from. Was that that show? I absolutely loved the first season. Uh, the second season was kind of difficult to get through, but the third season was I thought really good. Okay. Again. So, highly recommend it, especially if you're a history nerd. It's not, I mean, it's not 100% historically accurate, but a lot of the names in, in all of the places are. Uh-huh. So, uh, pretty cool. pretty good stuff. If you're familiar with the show Vikings, yep. it's kind of a similar... Okay. Yeah, Yeah, maybe after uh, after Game of Thrones is, is done and I'm sad and depressed, we'll need something else to watch. Yeah, and it's like it's not half of what Game of Thrones is, but I mean Game of Thrones is just on another level. It's so. a, it's its own thing, really. Yeah. It's still a really good show, uh, Last Kingdom. Uh, do we cover the Game Pass stuff? Is that the yeah. Nintendo thing? Must be. Um, so we could talk about it real quick um, before we do the game giveaway. Um, though there's a rumor that's been going around. Uh, I read about a little bit about it today that Game Pass is going to be available on the Nintendo Switch. Don't know how true that is, but I've seen it a lot of different places. Um, what do you think about that, Corey? Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh-huh. Um, only because I'm, I think around the time I stopped doing the podcast regularly, regularly we were talking a lot about uh, Xbox slash Microsoft's future as a service more so than console yeah Uh, not that i don't think they're going to do consoles anymore but i do think they're in a good position to make these kind of deals with companies like nintendo in order to compete with playstation yeah i think that does good for both of the companies too you know it gives it gives nintendo that much more of a library a third-party library to have on their system uh and you know it's gives xbox you know potentially I don't know how much crossover there is, but, you know, the was there 25 million switches in the wild? You know, uh, if those, some of those, half of those subscribed to the Game Pass that weren't initially subscribed, you know, that's another, that's, that's pretty good revenue stream. Yeah. So. And it keeps the, I mean, it keeps the, nobody's buying Xboxes, but it keeps their brand present. Yeah. Very savvy. It's yeah. almost like they're fighting a different game at this point, you know? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Not even, not even trying to move systems. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's that. That I, as I said, that's just a rumor. No, nothing con- confirmed on that yet. But uh, it's interesting. I actually thought Steam would be the one to partner up with Nintendo and put the Steam Link app on there on their system. I think that yeah. would be a, that would be a nice fit too. Yeah, uh, maybe both of them. Who knows? Hey, let's put GE Force now on there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, there's that uh, game giveaway. Let's see. Um, oh, I have to do this on the computer. Uh, all right. So we have. Uh, Will says, you guys remember how people said Nintendo should stop with hardware? People always say that. Yeah. It's because they don't want to spend the money. Uh, they just want Nintendo to make games so they don't have to spend money on a Nintendo system. Hey, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't. If Nintendo just put... Well, that's true because the Switch is the Switch. Special. Yeah, that's how I can play video games, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you if we had had this conversation in the Wii U days, I'd be like, yeah, just put your games on Xbox yeah. or PlayStation. Yeah. Okay, so one is uh, Reefer, two is Tate. Let me bring up my random number generator on my phone here. Uh, okay. Between one, two, two. Not 20. Okay. All right, so the winner is one. So that was Reefer. So Yay. Reefer. Well deserved. That's karma. That's what happens when you play <laughs> Adderall. Yeah, I'm. I and I'm behind on the games. I'm going to send them out. Uh, maybe I'll do that now, like when we finish the episode. Uh, okay. So your first game is between one and one fifty. There's quite a few blanks in there, but. We'll re-roll if you get a blank. So the first one is 15, which is Men of War Assault Squad Game of the Year. Don't know anything about that one. 15. Uh, don't can, we just, that one. can you just start calling it like our pile of junk? Pile, like free game from th- our pile of junk. There's some good ones in there, though. Yeah, there is. Uh, 33 is Black Mesa. If we're characterizing the pile, it's junk. <laughs> it's mostly junk, yes. 66 is uh, Train Valley. Not a good start here. Five. Five is The Secret World, which I don't even think that's still active anymore. Didn't that, didn't that shut down? That's a, the MMORPG. That, that code could be worth hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I'm going to re-roll that one only because I'm not sure if that game is still active. 129 is Joe Danger 2, the movie. Ah, that one's okay. And 56 is gone. 108. Rhymeberta. I think that game's pretty good. I don't really know anything about it. I but... thought you played that one. No, isn't that like a... Am I thinking of Rhymed Risa? Rhyme... I don't know what I'm thinking What's of. that game called? All right, so your choices are Men of War Assault Squad Game of the Year, um, 33, Black Mesa, 66, uh, Train Valley, 
129, Joe Danger 2, the movie, and 108, Rhyme Berta. So, those are your choices for your game. Um, next week, we're probably going to be doing Anthem, right? Corey, are you going to get Anthem time this weekend? I really don't know. If I, if I get enough, I'll join you guys. If not, don't worry about me. Okay, Will, are you going to get Anthem time in this weekend? Um, yes. Hopefully. Um, but if we don't do that next week, we'll we'll do it the week after. Um, we'll we'll have an episode for you. Will says he's gonna is gonna play some anthem. So, uh, yeah, that's everything for episode three fifty six of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host Dan. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.